On the latest Generation 9-11, Chief Richard Allies and I continue our conversation, and we are talking about an often overlooked segment of the 9-11 community, students and teachers. Chief Allies goes into detail about the thousands of students who were affected by the terrorist attacks and what kind of ailments they are faced with today, including what the chief refers to as certain cancers on steroids. Here's Chief Allies and I. Richie, how are you? Thanks for spending some more time with us. Great to be here, Brian. So last episode, we discussed uh, the people who were working on Wall Street in financial services, and I was hoping to expand on that a little bit. So can you tell us a little bit about students and teachers who were also uh, in Lower Manhattan on 9-11 and afterwards? Sure. So in the, uh, in, the, in the quest to bring everyone back to a, a normal lifestyle again, uh, post 9-11, there was a, an effort to obviously reopen the schools in Lower Manhattan. So there were 12 or 13 uh, New York City public schools. There were a couple of huge uh, universities, uh, Borough Manhattan Community College, Pace University. All of these schools went back to normal and reopened, uh, consequently uh, exposing uh, the educators, the teachers, uh, a population pool of the students of over 30,000, school maintenance people, custodians, uh, teachers, aides, people as such, and they have uh, suffered the same illnesses that everyone else, the respiratory ailments, the cancers, and the gastrointestinal uh, diseases that due to their exposure. People who worked in administration, who worked as uh, custodians, everybody that worked for the school system or in a school or went to school is eligible under the program. Yes, yeah, and, and uh, we formed a collaborative effort with the uh, United Federation of Teachers, the UFT. They represent uh, New York City uh, school teachers. They've done a tremendous job. Their president, uh, Michael Mogru, has been uh, instrumental in sponsoring some group forums that we have uh, held in Lower Manhattan. And in a very philanthropic effort of the uh, union, uh, not only their own members, but they've opened these forums up to uh, the students who were available or their parents or even anyone that lived or worked in the downtown area that wanted to attend uh, to get educated. Uh, in my uh, dealings with uh, the many students that I've come in contact with now who have gotten ill, I hear stories from, let's say, Stuyvesant High School. It was the closest high school to the World Trade Center. Uh, that school, when it was closed, was actually used as a staging area. So when it was cleaned up and sometime in October the, the school reopened, uh, the students that, that went back uh, were not allowed to leave the school during their lunch hour because it was already known that the air was not safe to breathe. But what happened to these same students, their teachers, that were walking to school and were leaving school? So, so now, many years later, whether a child was in grammar school or in high school, but they do grow up, they go on to college, uh, many uh, begin a career, relocate to other parts of the country, and then come down with a serious illness. Their first thought is not 
oh, I wonder if it's when I was back in school during the aftermath of 9-11. No, someone gets a cancer diagnosis, they just want the cancer out of their body, they want to get well. It's not whose fault is it, how did this happen to me, oh, looking to blame someone, that's not the person's first thought. So I've been in, you know, come in contact with uh, young women, maybe uh, uh, 26 and 27 years old with, with breast cancer, young men coming down with prostate cancer, which is unprecedented in the general population, but not in the 9-11 community. All bets are off in the 9-11 community. You brought up a good point. These were students, some in elementary school, junior high, middle school, high school, but for the most part, these people all have gone on to live their lives. Yeah, and as I said, they, they, they're living productive lives as, as adults and come down with, a, with an illness, which is very unusual for people of that age. And I'm not saying that people in the general population uh, that are young do not come down with uh, horrendous illnesses, they do. But sticking really with the 9-11 community, uh, the numbers that we see are uh, unbelievable. We, some of the illnesses, we call them uh, cancer on steroids. We have people that uh, are diagnosed having had no symptoms prior to, and then uh, coming down with symptoms and getting uh, diagnosed with stage two, stage three, stage four cancer. That's another thing that is unprecedented in the, in the general population. Can you tell me about some of the advocacy work that they're doing on their behalf? Because I know last year in 2019, Stuyvesant High School was in the news quite a bit for the amount of work that they were doing on their own behalf. Right, yeah, they have a, a very good uh, alumni association and, you know, unfortunately it seems that uh, the various uh, high schools are on their own. Uh, Stuyvesant, being one of the elite schools in the city, had a very good alumni association and they had uh, established a, a website early on. So we were able to get in, in, in close contact with a lot of the former students that were there. So we, we really used uh, Stuyvesant High School and again, you know, in conjunction with the United Federation of Teachers and held uh, press conferences there using Stuyvesant as the, as the backdrop to reach out to all of these other uh, former students and uh, well the teachers were being contacted through their uh, through their union and it took a couple of years of negotiation but uh, through our efforts again with the, the teachers union and my law firm they were able to get the Department of Education to agree to write a letter to the last known address of all the students that attended public schools in the lower Manhattan the area south of Canal Street to alert them to the fact that this 9-11 Health and Compensation Act law protects them and that they're entitled to it if they've gotten sick and they're entitled to the World Trade Center Health Program and financial compensation from the Victim Compensation Fund. On the last episode, we talked about people's reaction that may have worked on Wall Street when you talked to them. I'm sure they were surprised, but they were for the most part, adults. These are these were people that in 2001 were already working. But these people that we're talking about today, these students and especially the students, they they must take this news as quite a shock. They were literally just going to school. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were the the true innocent victims in 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 all of this, and the 
the the the way the press handled this when we first began talking about uh, students uh, was was great because everyone got it. These were truly innocent people that uh, were young children at the time, had grown up, and had subsequently gotten sick. It, and possibly lost a, a parent, you know, in the towers or, you know, as a first responder. Oh, you know, so it wasn't just, you know, right. them losing somebody. Now they themselves are affected. Right, yeah, to lose someone on 9-11 and then to years later uh, get sick yourself and, and face possible death is a, is a very scary thing. But uh, consequently, we were able to then uh, open the eyes of a host of people that were catching this on the news. Okay, I wasn't a student, but oh, I didn't realize. I worked down in lower Manhattan. I was an office worker. I was an insurance broker. I didn't know that I was in, entitled to these programs. So we've used that as a springboard, you know, and it was really the, the pictures of, of young children and students that had gotten sick due to their exposure that kind of opened the door to the media really, you know, grasping this issue. Uh, one thing that I want to bring up, um, and I was lucky enough to be there and be a part of it, uh, you and other advocates were recently at BMCC, Borough Manhattan Community College, to inform these people that were in 9-11, that were students, teachers, that, hey, you're, you're eligible. What was that event like for you, and what was the response? Yeah, it was great. Again, another collaborative effort uh, with the uh, the teachers union and and the law firm. We uh, were pressing a BMCC to reach out to their uh, former students of that time, and BMCC agreed to send a letter out. Uh, we hosted a huge forum. They have uh, two amphitheaters. We used the the larger one, and we had close to one thousand people that showed up to this event that was attended and the, and the speakers there aside from myself were uh, Michael Barish, uh, we had John Stewart came and spoke, uh, the uh, department. Who's been a huge advocate for the 9-11 community. Huge advocate, huge advocate, can't thank him enough. Uh, the uh, president of the UFT, Michael Mulgrew, uh, the Department of Education, uh, Chancellor Carranza came, uh, Ellie Angler, who's a uh, executive assistant to Michael Mulgrew and is a cancer survivor in the 9-11 uh, community and speaks from her own uh, experience of uh, her exposure having been uh, located in Lower Manhattan in her work for the, uh, for the Teachers Union. So that was a great event and uh, was covered widely by the media. Every time we host an event for a particular group, it opens the door for other people to become aware because we don't just talk about that group, but we link them to all the other groups that are all, you know, you have different groups that are all linked by the same issue. The fact that they were exposed by toxins of 9-11 and their government had told them that the air was safe to breathe and consequently find out later on that it was not. And there's a reason why they call it the 9-11 community. It is a community of people that come from all different walks of life, different backgrounds. If you were there, on that day or in the immediate aftermath, you were affected. You were affected, yes, and uh, this is not something that uh, uh, we can all be proud to be attached to, but uh, uh, we're very passionate in the Line 11 uh, community, so this is a, a population of 425,000 people, and there's only a little over 75,000 people in the World Trade Center Health Program, so there's 325,000 people 
that were exposed and have no idea that this law is in place to protect them and that they should be enrolling in the HELP program. If people want to learn more and specifically talk to you about this, what are the best ways to get in touch with you? They can call me at my office. Uh, the phone number is 212-385-8000. Or my email is rallies at firelaw.com. That's the letter R, allies, A-L-L-E-S, at firelaw.com at firelaw.com Richie thanks so much for being here we'll see you next time my pleasure Brian that was former FDNY chief Richie Allies joining us to discuss the impact that September 11th had on the education community as a whole this is a community that the chief calls the truly innocent victims if you have any questions or perhaps would be interested in hearing about a particular topic on an upcoming episode, please reach out to us at generation911 at outlook.com. We'll speak to you next time.